sexy vampire Catherine and her familiar Lendl are on the run from a ruthless vampire hunter. They hide out in the small redneck town of Backwash, where Catherine hatches a plan to turn the backwoods folk into an army of her vampire slaves. Cultures further clash when Ma Pisser wins a free room redecoration by fruity Frenchman Jean-Claude Léo, who tries his best to fit in with crazy hillbillies like Lil Jr. and his buddy Cletus. Beer-drinking, bean-eating, tripe-cooking, shower-peeping, competitive-farting, strip-poker-playing, and all manner of insanity follow, all leading up to the town's annual Tripe Days Festival. Combine the gross-out and physical comedy of Animal House and American Pie with the country humor of Hee Haw, toss in some vampires, and you've got the riotous romp, blood-sucking redneck vampires. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie Bros. Here are review B-Movies to the best of our abilities. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Welcome back to uh, Inbred Redneck Month as we uh, as we celebrate the month of February, you know, with that, that all-loving holiday of St. Valentine's Day. Nothing says love better than Inbred Rednecks. And thankfully, it's the shortest month of the year. And there are plenty of redneck movies to go around. Oh, yeah. So this week we bring you blood-sucking redneck vampires from the year 2004, and what a fucking treat we have for you. More redneck inbred goodness. So uh, let's just dive right into this shit here uh, with technical difficulties, our top and bottom three of this movie. Let's start with the bottom three, Paul. This movie was really slow paced. There's a tons of, ton of scenes that like don't progress the plot at all. And just went on entirely too long. In fact, like, most of this movie was just, had nothing to do with vampires. They're like, they'd share, like, scenes of vampires, but, like, none of the main characters act, would actually interact with them for the majority of the movie. Not only did this movie not have a lot of vampires, it didn't have a lot of blood sucking. Not at all. Like, even when the bites happen, they just kind of, like, bite and then they cut something else. Like, what the fuck? Where's my blood sucking? Where's my vampires? And they They're... cut to another scene, too. They don't even keep, like, the biting and the tearing and stuff. It's like, bite away from it. And, then, and there's, like... pl there's plenty of rednecks, but then you look at the fucking cover of this piece of shit, and it says, blood-sucking redneck vampires. Blood-sucking is real big. Vampires is real big. Rednecks is real small, but yet rednecks compromise most of the fucking movie. Where's my goddamn vampires? Where's my goddamn blood-sucking, you fucking prick? For number two, there were a lot of different accents used in this movie like um some a bunch of uh redneck um southern accents uh there's a french accent a transylvanian accent you know i applaud the i thought the it was actors. a was so in accent i feel like um yeah it probably was whatever that may be i i applaud the characters for trying the actors for trying to do their best you know considering they're like all amateur actors but, my God, some of them are really grating, especially the Transylvanian accents. Like, oh, my God, like, just shut the fuck up already. And for number one, the whole vampire plot was completely almost irrelevant in this movie. It was, like, completely overshadowed by the rednecks um, just kind of doing stuff, like, and hanging out with the French guy. And those are the best parts. And the whole vampire stuff was just there to say, oh, yeah, there's a plot to this, I guess. But... Overall, like, for a movie that has vampires and blood in this movie, those things are really, for the most part, irrelevant. My bottom three here, number three. There is a scene in this movie that is a blatant ripoff of Animal House. Down to 
it's the exact scene from Animal House. The guy puts a ladder up to the window. He climbs up the ladder. There's a woman getting undressed, and just as she drops her clothes, the ladder falls back, and he falls down to the ground. It's fucking stupid. It's a disgrace to Animal House. Animal House is an awesome movie. I love Animal and House. And this piece of shit needs to be burned to the ground, just like Jean-Claude Leo wants to burn the fucking bathroom to the ground when he sees it when he's introduced in this movie to, to redecorate the room. Number two, why do the vampires sound like lions? Every time one of the vampires says something to somebody, they don't say any words. They just go, they just open their mouth and you hear the sound effect. And I'm like, what the fuck? Are we in the middle of the goddamn fucking African jungle? No, we're in fucking hillbilly country. Why does it sound like a lion? It should sound like a fucking lynx, if anything. Because why not, I guess. Number one, Things happen in this movie, but nothing happens. Stuff happens, but it, it doesn't progress the plot. It has nothing to do with the storyline. It does not involve vampires most of the time. And when it does involve vampires, it has nothing to do with the plot. And it doesn't advance anything. Why does this exist? There are a few upsides to this movie. And let's get to that right now. Let's give our top three of our technical difficulties. Paul, go ahead and start while I calm down with a drink. So for number three, I'm going to have to go with the acting in this movie, considering all the actors were like amateurs. It's pretty obvious acting is their main jobs. Um, it was pretty good, especially when you consider all the accents they have to do. I mean, I don't think any of them were done particularly well, but they weren't terribly done. So for number two... All the redneck jokes, while they weren't exactly original, they were still pretty funny. They were well executed, and I gotta say, I, I definitely laughed I laughed a decent amount in this movie. And for number one, there are two things that make a movie just, they elevate it to an, a level of greatness. And those are midgets and boobs. Maybe little they don't people, Paul. They like to be called little people. Or do they? I've never actually asked somebody, so I'm gonna go with midget, which is the medical term for it. So, basically... Maybe not together. I don't know. I've never seen a midget's boobs. But before. wait, maybe he was a but, dwarf. I mean, that's was he short enough to be a dwarf? I I don't fucking know. I don't know the difference between the two. Um, a midget I know, actually, is four foot eleven. You know, I think it was a dwarf. And below because, four um, foot is a dwarf, I believe. But dwarfism is a, is a specific kind of um is a specific kind of um genetic thing. But where, he did like, have a beard. Arms and, actually, yeah, I think he, he had was a beard. Dwarf. He had a beard. Dwarves have beards. That's true. And he was a fucking badass. So like. The like the uh, dwarf badass. exactly the dwarf in this movie was the best character and there were lots of boobs. I would have ranked it like two and one and two, but I don't know boobs and awesome dwarves they kind of balance each other out. So yeah, that's my list. Um, for me, number three. Um, now they did have some good like ironic vampire death scenes, um, but by far the best one was the tanning bed death scene. Where one of the newly turned rednecks that's a vampire goes to the fucking tanning bed and she just lights on fire and like it's this terrible special effect but it's so funny and she fucking like her skeleton walks out of the tanning room and the women that are in the beauty parlor are like they discuss the bets that they had for this person to die and one of the person people actually bet that she would like cook herself in a tanning bed to death. So she wins $20 off this vampire accidentally killing herself. Number two, actually, for me, is the split between the fact that there are a decent amount of uh, of nice exposed boobies in this movie 
And in the credits, this movie is Bloodsucking Redneck Vampires. B-L-O-O-D-S-U-C-K-I-N-G, Bloodsucking. In the ending credits, they misspell Bloodsucking to B-L-O-O-D-S-U-C-I-N-G. They missed the K in bloodsucking. So in the end credits, it's blood sluicing vampire, redneck vampires. Number one is Cletus, the angry little person. Yo, he, everything he says makes me laugh. He, he, whoever plays him in this movie, I can't remember the actor's name. He is the best actor in this movie. Um, and at one point he's wearing, he's in his boxers and he's got suspenders attached to his boxers and then it's morning and his boxers have like this dick pouch on it. He's got fucking beer hanging out of his dick pouch and he pulls out and starts drinking. It's hilarious. I love it. Cletus just is, Cletus is the only reason to watch this movie. Well, boobs too, but, and, um... and, and some boobs thrown in. However, there were a few good dialogue moments and i think it's just enough to barely get us through an edition of quote wars quote war all right here we go i'm sure someday she will make someone a fine child bribe she may look like a damn sasquatch but she's still my kin farts are like salmon they both like to head upstream stay away from mr jefferson sheep I don't want to get a call at 3 in the morning. And uh, that ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. Just able to skim by there. If you would like to tell us who had the most quote of this war, who won this quote war, or what your favorite quote was, you can visit us on Facebook at B-Movie, B-R-O-S, that's B-Movie Bros. Twitter at B-Movie Bros, that's all one word. You can tweet Paul directly at B-Movie Paul. Or you can leave a comment here on SoundCloud. Like I said, what's your favorite quote? Have you seen this movie? Why did you watch this movie? Anything. Just leave us a comment. Talk to us. We'll get back to you. Maybe. Probably. I think we should just give our final take on blood-sucking redneck vampires. Score of 1 to 10 on our shot scale. Now remember, folks, our shot scale is a reverse scale. 1 to 10. 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this movie? Paul? This movie is 6 out of 10. Well, you're you're uh, being a little nice there. I gave this movie an 8 out of 10. Ooh, harsh. Why did you give it a 6? Alright, so this movie was entertaining. It's got a simple premise. It really doesn't attempt to deviate from its very silly plot. And it was better off for, for that. I got a few laughs out of it. And it somewhat kept me entertained with the, like, with the jokes, even if they were lowbrow. But basically, it's just them telling the same joke. Over and over again, the two main plots don't co- don't come together till the very end of it. And quite frankly, as far as redneck movies go, you can probably find a better one than this. I don't think jokes were bad, but they were unoriginal, and it was just so drawn out that like you just don't need to waste your time with this one. I had I didn't mind watching it, but it's just too fucking long. So you gave it a 6 out of 10 based on that. I gave it an 8 out of 10, and uh, here's why. Cletus is funny, and the Vampire Hunter reveal is okay, but that's it. Yeah, there's tits, but fuck this movie. 
just drink and watch a good vampire movie like John Carpenter's Vampires. You know, most scenes drag on too long in this movie, and it just feels like three or four work days have passed when it's only been like 15 fucking minutes. And that sums up the film. Too long, not enough good shit to make up for it. Period. The end. Fuck this movie. I've seen worse, but I've also drank more through worse to help me. I know not everybody likes the same kind of shit that we do. So, we like to give every movie we review an A-movie companion. So, uh, Paul and I are both going to give you a movie that's an A-movie companion for, uh, for in, uh, blood-sucking redneck vampires. A movie of a higher class, a higher caliber, a higher budget, whatever the fuck you want to consider it. Paul, what did you think? I picked the 2008 movie Twilight. Wait, 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 wait. You're saying that Twilight is a better movie than something? No, no, I'm saying that it's an A-movie version of this. Okay. Not necessarily better, but it's an A-movie version. Okay, and I have to give uh, this over to uh, the, the recent movie Oculus. Um, I can't remember what fucking year, but I'll tell you when I give you my summary. So, Paul, why don't you tell us why Twilight is an A-movie companion for blood-sucking redneck vampires? Alright, so both movies had vampires trying to turn humans into vampires. Both movies took place in these tiny little hick towns in the middle of nowhere. Both movies had scenes that dragged on and did not progress the plot at all. The acting in both movies was barely above amateur level, and the reactions to the bizarre supernatural occurrences in both movies were unenthused. Both movies had creepy romance plots um it's pretty heavily implied throughout blood-sucking uh redneck vampires that the characters are mostly inbreds which is pretty creepy romance if you ask me and in twilight there's this creepy stalker-esque kind of like romance between edward and bella and it's technically pedophilia when you figure he's like hundreds of years old and for both movies, they're just better movies to watch in the genres. There are better inbred redneck movies than fucking blood-sucking redneck vampires and better vampire movies than both of them. So you probably shouldn't waste too much time with either one of them. The 2013 movie Oculus starring uh, Amy Pond from Doctor Who. Karen Gillan. Yeah, that... that the ginger. That red-headed uh, girl who's pretty hot. Both movies have terrible characters. And uh, both movies include characters with accents that don't really match up to anything in particular. You know, fucking Catherine the Vampire Mistress, who, you know, might have an accent from Romania, might have an accent akin to Tommy Wiseau from The Room. Um, as opposed to Karen Gillan, Amy Pond from... Uh, Doctor Who, who has an accent akin to being Scottish as she is, even though she's technically the twin brother, twin sister of some guy who's American, I think. Does that make sense? You know, both movies, things happen, but nothing happens. In Bloodsucking Redneck Vampires, stuff happens, but the plot doesn't progress. In Oculus, stuff happens like you bite into a light bulb and your mouth is all cut up from glass. But oh wait, no, you're actually eating an apple. Nothing bad happened. The mirror was just making you think so. Thinking about it, Bloodsucking Redneck Vampires was probably the superior film because it actually included 
bare titties. Well, that's disappointing. I was actually going to see Oculus for that. that oh my god, Oculus. Do not. Do not see Instead of seeing Oculus, take a fucking spoon, rip out one eye, throw it in a boiling pot of vinegar, and then stick it back into your eye socket, and you will have seen a better movie than Oculus. Just do a whole Oedipus thing, like stab my eyes up. So yeah, there you have it. If you want to see an A-movie companion for this movie, watch Twilight from 2008, or Oculus from 2013. Or if you want to see the superior movie, watch Bloodsucking Redneck Vampires, the B-movie, from 2004. Well, this has got to be the lowest recommendations we've ever had in this show. So I think we've come to the best part, where I get to pick up my drink again and fucking drink some more. You know, we're going to tell you how to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Bum, 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 bum. So I'm going to give you some ways to, you know, some drinking games for this movie. Paul's going to give you some drinking games for this movie. And I'm just going to fucking drink. Number one. Every time you see boobs, drink. Number two. Every time someone gets bit, drink. Number three. Every time Cletus drinks a beer, drink. Number four. I have a blank here, so just fucking drink whenever. Because this movie sucks. And number five. Because it's Inbred Redneck Month, every time you hear a banjo, take a drink. You may have to listen closely. You may have to make it up. But it's there. Believe me. I heard it, and I drank. Paul? Pretend there's a fart or a poop joke, take a drink. Every time a new accent is used, take a drink. Every time someone drinks a beer, take a drink. And every time it's heavily implied that Claude is gay, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. So, um, that brings us basically to a conclusion of uh, Bloodsucking Redneck Vampires. So, if you have any comments, questions, uh, on this film or for us, uh, you can leave them here at SoundCloud. You can leave them on our Facebook page at B-Movie, space B-R-O-S, that's B-Movie Bros. Tweet us on Twitter at B-Movie Bros, that's all one word. Tweet Paul directly at B-Movie Paul. And, uh, that's it. Um, any last words on this movie? We've said way too much about this movie already. So if you would like to join us next time, uh, we will be talking about the 2012 film Evil Dead Inbred Rednecks. Now, I must say, this was one of the movies that made Paul and I decide to start doing B-Movie Bros. So, uh, it's gonna be definitely exciting. Evil Dead, a special place in our hearts. Evil Dead Inbred Rednecks. Uh, next time from the year 2012 so until next time friends be brave be alive be back